Steve Lance, your host of the Capitol Report on NTD News. If you have not done so yet, please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of the latest news coming out of the nation's capital and beyond. Republican lawmakers are using a D.C. summit as a platform to lay out their priorities. What are they vowing to do and how are they planning to take back the majority in the November elections? And when we take back the majority in November, we're going to get right on that. Yes. Gathering at the America First Agenda Summit in Washington, D.C., GOP lawmakers vowing to win back the majority by addressing what's at the top of Americans' minds. Your car costs over 100 bucks to fill up your car. I mean, that's just killing families. People are not going to have any opportunities if we don't get energy under control. Citing high energy costs, Senator Rick Scott and his House GOP colleagues calling to drill more at home to boost energy independence. And it's time to put America first and use the resources that we are so blessed with right here in this country. And others turn to law enforcement, with Representative Mike Johnson laying out how a GOP-led Congress would work to prevent tragedies like the mass shooting in Uvalde. He says the country needs to focus not on guns, but on the human heart. We recognize that our rights don't derive from government. They come from God. The foundational principles of our country, the rule of law is one of those, right? Along with individual freedom and limited government and uh, peace through strength and fiscal responsibility and free markets, human dignity the sanctity of every single human life. I think we need to begin there in addressing the problem, go to the root of it instead of trying to infringe upon the Second Amendment rights of law-abiding citizens. Meanwhile, the calls come right as former President Donald Trump is set to speak at the same summit on Tuesday. It'll mark his first return to Washington since leaving office. And House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy, along with Senators Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz, are also speaking on Tuesday. Reporting Washington, D.C., Iris Tao, NTD News. I was at the America First Policy Summit earlier today, where I was able to catch up with Chief Communications Officer of the America First Policy Institute, Mark Lauder. Here's a look at our conversation. Mark Lauder, thank you so much for taking a moment to join us. Oh, thank you for having me. Mark, we're here at the American uh, First Policy Institute Summit. Uh, tell us, what is the uh, main goal here? I think the main goal is really just putting down the vision, laying down the marker uh, of what it's going to take to get America back and providing that information to office holders and candidates at every level, whether you're running for state house all the way up to the White House, we know these policies worked. They worked just a few years ago. And when you look at what's going on in America right now from gas prices and inflation and crime in our cities, parents being told they have no business of knowing what's going on in their child's schools, we, that's not America. And so when we lay out this vision, and we think when, when candidates at all levels get behind it, A, they're going to win, but B, more importantly, we're going to get our country back and get it back on the right track. Who are some of the uh, guests that you guys have here speaking today? It's a who's who, you know, really. You know, we've got nine former cabinet-level officials from the Trump administration, nine White House senior staff members, 23 members of Congress. You know, we've even got the leadership in terms of, I mean, right now, I think you've got uh, former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich going on stage. We've got House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy tomorrow. I mean, it's really just a who's who. And we're going to break down each of these 10 key policy uh, areas that we think need to be focused on. You're going to have a cabinet level or senior level Trump administration official with members of Congress, state elected officials talking about how we get our country back. 
The former president's also going to be here tomorrow. Uh, what is the significance of him coming back to Washington, D.C. for the first time? I, I think it's important that for the first time since he's left office, that he's coming back to D.C. to put his voice behind the work that's being done here at the America First Policy Institute. I mean, he was the visionary behind so many of these policies, and we saw them work when they were in action. Now we've got the exact opposite. So for him to come out and lay that future out, so whether you're running for Congress, State House, obviously the presidential campaign will take care of itself. But when you see that this is, these are the policies that Donald Trump is getting behind, and he's laying the future out for a better America, where we're looking out for American workers, American companies, and also, you know, getting back to that peace through strength that served our nation so well for so many decades, it's important, and I think it really is going to set the stage for a America first majority in Congress next year, and then we'll take it all the way through the White House in 2025. If you could, what are some of the key issues you think are driving or will drive the uh, midterm elections? Well, first, second, and third is the economy. It's, I mean, it's people's paychecks. It's, it's you know, them driving by a gas station and, and some of them having to choose between putting gas in their car and paying for air conditioning. Uh, it shouldn't have to be that way in America. We shouldn't have Americans driving around store to store and gas they can't afford, looking for products they can't afford or can't find. I mean, that's not the America that we know, but we can get back to it. And so it's going to be the economy. It's going to be putting law and order back into our communities. It's going to be giving parents a voice in their, in their child's education and their schools, securing the southern border, of course. Uh, but, I mean, it's, it's, it, these are the things that really resonate with the American people. And contrary to what you think, you know, from the mainstream media, they only want to focus on one thing. That's not what the American people want. And I think that's why we're seeing such a disconnect between the needs and the wants of America and what the American people are being force-fed by the liberal media. Mark Lauder, thank you. Thank you. Members of the January 6th Select Committee say they're prepared to subpoena the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Jenny Thomas will be called to testify about her role on that chaotic day. And if she doesn't come voluntarily, she'll be the latest high-profile conservative to be served with a court order. The committee made this announcement just days after a D.C. court convicted Steve Bannon of contempt of Congress for not testifying. And today's Melina Wisecup spoke to Congressman Byron Donalds to discuss. All right, I'm here with Congressman Byron Donald. Thank you for sparing the time to talk with us today. Of course, great to be here. Okay, Congressman, I have to ask you about Steve Bannon's trial. The D.C. Yeah. court just convicted him, um, and he said that the GOP should start their own investigations into the January 6th uh, happenings. What would you say to that? I totally agree. I think one of the things that we've already started to do this, uh, we've asked the January 6th committee to maintain all their documents, all their records, all their text messages, because let's be honest, the January 6th committee is a political show trial to get Donald Trump. That's number one. Number two, they have been leaking to the press, coordinating with the press for maximum effect. We already know that as well. Look, the members are sitting there reading the teleprompter as they do their little questions and whatnot. So this is all pre-produced. This is all pre-planned. There is no actual investigation happening here. This is about getting Donald Trump once and for all. So I think we have to investigate that, but also we have to continue to actually investigate January 6th. The one piece of information we still don't know. There, there were two oversight hearings last summer. Uh, before Nancy Pelosi shut down the Oversight Committee, which I sit on, that was going into January 6th. 
One piece of information we still don't have is what did the Capitol Police do with the intel report that was sent to them by FBI, I believe it was a week before January 6th. We still don't know what the Capitol Police did with that intel report. We do not know what they told the Speaker of the House, the person who's actually responsible for security of the Capitol building. And we do not know the orders from the Speaker of the House before January 6th. We know that she did not accept National Guard troops that were offered by Donald Trump on January 4th. We do know that, but why, what we don't know is why. You know, and the question that I have, and I'm sure many have this question, is why is the Republican leadership taking so long to start their own select committee? I understand the dynamics that Pelosi didn't allow uh, McCarthy to appoint certain members and that kind of set them off a little bit, but why do you think that they're not taking a stronger stance? Because right now they're really getting attacked and they're on defense and they should be on offense. Well, the problem is, and this is, this is much more internal process, if you're going to have a select committee, then you have to staff it and then you have to have attorneys for it. And that requires funding, and Nancy Pelosi won't agree to the funding. So you're stuck until you have the majority when you can authorize those things. But I think that's something that is definitely coming, because all the members have had enough. We're fed up with this. And then the, the key thing on this, the January 6th committee, there's no cross-examination. There's no, there's no ability for them to have to corroborate evidence. They actually choose not to corroborate evidence. Speaking of Steve Bannon, Steve Bannon said, hey, I'll testify in front of your committee. They refuse to have him come testify now. Why? Because what Steve Bannon will do, he will go in there, he will tell the truth, and he will basically make them look ridiculous. And they don't want no parts of that. So they ignore him, but make sure that he gets uh, uh, prosecuted for ignoring a subpoena. Okay, thank you so much for your time. No problem. I just want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a rating and a review as it really goes a long way in helping us spread the truth. Until next time, I'm your host, Steve Lance at NTD, and we'll see you soon.